Hi, it's John here. And it's Teresa. Hey, Teresa, I don't think I can remember a year like this for agriculture. I mean, we all know as, as uh, food consumers what's happening with prices out there, but pity the farmer because uh, they also have to deal with sky-high fertilizer prices and energy prices and weather conditions that have been just crazy this year in different parts of the country. You're so right, John. Agricultural necessities like diesel, fertilizer, potash, herbicides are up 178%, nearly triple from a year ago. The latest provincial outlook from RBC Economics reported that the impact of droughts on crop production was so severe that Saskatchewan actually saw a decline in real GDP last year. The outlook, uh, believe it or not, is luckily a much more positive. Strong global demand and prices for commodities are significantly boosting our agriculture prospects. And if the weather cooperates, prairie provinces stand to report significant production and technology can make it even better this year and in the decades to come. This is Disruptors, the 10-minute take, where we dive into the latest innovation, tech, and economic buzz. This week's take is on how all of these challenges are affecting the 2022 growing season in Canada and what solutions are available to support Canadian farmers. How can agriculture technology, or ag tech, help increase yields? To offer some insights, we're joined by Wade Barnes, founder and former CEO of Farmer's Edge, a Manitoba-based ag tech company and a farmer himself. Farmer's Edge develops data-driven technologies that help farmers run efficient operations while producing more food. Wade, welcome to the 10-Minute Take. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the pod, Wade. And I want to start off with what's happening in the ag sector. You're a farmer, so you know this firsthand. But as we enter peak planting and growing season, we're seeing Alberta experiencing drought-like conditions, and Saskatchewan has the opposite with heavy rain delaying planting season by a couple of weeks. I think that's happened on your family farm as well. What are you seeing this year across the industry that's most concerning to you? Well, to your point, it's, it's really a mixed bag. There's certain areas of Western Canada that continues to be in a drought situation. And I think you're getting to a very critical stage without some moisture. You're going to see some farms get really affected around their yields. And then you've got these issues, you know, in eastern Saskatchewan and Manitoba, where we've just had so much snow that turned into so much rain that turned into really cold conditions. And there's been, you know, really late planting and more rain on the way. And there's there's going to be fields that don't get planted this year. And so with all of these mixed conditions and the fact that farmers are facing super high input costs that we mentioned On the other side of the coin, we're also seeing very high prices for commodities, wheat up 6-7%, canola, corn. How is the math, the economics working out for farmers' bottom lines? Well, look, I mean, I'm a farmer and and, and the math still works out pretty well. You know, when you think about even with the cost of fertilizer up, the commodity prices are so strong. Now, that's really dependent on, are you going to get a good crop? And I think that the environment around agriculture, you know, there, there's an ability for farmers to be super profitable, but the risk has never been higher. And, and so when you think about it with a grower is that suddenly now your commodity prices are, you know, canola is $23 a bushel. Typically we count on $10 a bushel. Um, and with these really high fertilizer prices, if I get a decent crop, I'm going to do really well. But the risk now that if I don't, that's scary. And I think that farmers need tools to help manage their risk more so now than ever. And, and, and a lot of this way comes back 
to uh, the human component of uh, of farming, but in a technology-driven era and a data-driven era. We've done a lot of work on this out of our Farmer 4.0 report a few years ago, and so much has changed since then. I'm curious how technology is accelerating in the sector, given all these constraints, including labor, which everyone's up against, but uh, farmers particularly are having trouble getting people on the land. Where does technology come into play here? Well, I think now you're going to see farmers start to think about the adoption of technology more than they ever have. And I'll just give you an example. You know, in these wet areas of Manitoba and Saskatchewan, last fall, we were facing a drought, driest we've seen in years and years. And so when you think about farmers and risk management, they have to make a huge decision. How much fertilizer am I going to put on? What crops am I going to grow? And with these really huge increase in fertilizer costs, suddenly now technologies like sensors gives farmers a bit of an insight of what their potential yield's going to be. And as more moisture comes in, then suddenly they can get more confidence about how much fertilizer they should put on or what type of crops they should grow. And, you know, and I think back to it, not that long ago, we really didn't think about managing soil moisture the way we do. We didn't think about managing our nitrogen. And then you you think about how that's connected to sustainability and what's happening in the carbon space. I mean, farmers are going to need these ag technology tools to help them make these decisions because gut instinct just doesn't cut it. And it certainly doesn't cut it right now with record high fertilizer prices. And the other side that you didn't touch on is that as the commodity prices go up, you know what farmers do? They want to rent more land and it's driving the cost of land up as well. And so again, it's another huge risk driver. So there's never been a bigger opportunity to do well farming, but there's never been a scarier time for a grower to deal with all the risks that he's dealing with. Super stressful. So as you chat with your peers, what's the advice that you're giving them? What are some of the immediate tangible things they can do now to help them out in their operations? Well, well, one thing, you know, when you talk about fertilizer placement and, and applying fertilizer, generally when commodity prices go up, farmers just put more on. But now with the fertilizer prices so high, you have to be really focused about where you're spending your inputs. And I kind of consider a a field kind of like a hockey team. Um, On a hockey team, not everybody gets paid the same amount, you know, and in areas of a field is very similar where there's good producing areas and weaker producing areas. And I think the farmers now have to be really focused on utilizing technology to get the most efficiency out of their fertilizer or out of all their crop inputs. And and look, with all the things that are coming, there's lots of rumblings about mandated reductions coming. And so these things that farmers need to do isn't just going to be, you know, focused on how to protect their bottom line. They may have to implement technology just to continue farming that the way they are. So there's lots of interesting challenges coming. You'd think that farmers have enough to cope with between the weather and events like an invasion of Ukraine well out of their control, but that changed the economics suddenly in a matter of weeks. Layered on top of that, you mentioned the word mandate. There's growing pressure on the agriculture sector to do more to reduce emissions, carbon, methane, uh, nitrous oxide, and not clear how that's going to be done in a fairly short period of time. Wait, I, I, I was in southern Alberta recently with farmers both on the livestock and the uh, on the growing side, and the amount of pressure on them, as you were saying, is extraordinary. And yet there are technologies emerging. I mean, there's so much going on in ag tech right now that there's an opportunity for farmers to transform themselves. How do they do that in this kind of environment when they're coping with a weather crisis, a geopolitical crisis that affects their livelihoods, and then the climate crisis that they're uh, increasingly expected to and 
perhaps required to do more to help solve. Look, I've been in this business now for well over 20 years, and I've worked in many different markets, the US, Brazil, Eastern Europe, Australia. And the one thing that I do know is that the Western Canadian farmer is super resilient. And to be honest with you, when times get really tough, that's when the Western Canadian farmer looks for ways to make money differently, to be more efficient. And so I I think that even though it's super tough and super stressful, this is where they're going to turn to be innovative and they're going to look for tools to make their lives easier. Now, on the technology side, we got to keep up our end of the bargain from a technology company because we need to put tools out there that the farmers see benefit from it and they can utilize that. So so I think you're going to see farmers look to adopt Technology needs to make sure we're putting the right products in front of the farmers so they have got something to use. That's a great point uh, for us to wrap up on, Wade. I mean, it's extraordinary at this point in time that farmers do have the prices now to, uh, if they get it right, invest in these technologies and maybe some incentives because of the high prices of inputs like fertilizer to do things differently and invest in those technologies that can reduce their inputs and, and costs. But boy, it's a risky time. Fascinating for so many to watch, but also fraught for or many of those on uh, on the front lines uh, who, who we rely on to get food to our table. Wade, thanks for being on the 10-Minute Take. Hey, I appreciate it. It was awesome. That was a, a sobering discussion, John. As we saw with last summer's droughts, weather challenges are only going to become greater as climate change accelerates. But, you know, as Wade pointed out, farmers are resilient they're innovative. Even so, we will need all the solutions available, all hands on deck, or maybe all hose in the ground to stave off potential future food shortages. And what's encouraging, Teresa, is so much of the technology that is emerging in the farm and ag sector is coming from Canadian centres, be it Calgary or Winnipeg or, or elsewhere. So this is, uh, this is an area where Canada really can lead the world. That's it for this week's 10-Minute Take. Join us again next week for a look into Indigenous capital in this country and the various elements needed to achieve economic reconciliation. Until then, I'm Teresa Doe. And I'm John Stackhouse. Talk to you soon. Disruptors, the 10-Minute Take is created by the RBC Thought Leadership Group and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. It's produced and recorded by JAR Audio. For more Disruptors content, like or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit rbc.com slash disruptors.